With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere quality podcasts are available apple itunes google podcast castbox anchor and spotify and many others hit subscribe now you're tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now all right, black and white sports fans, let's continue to talk about the Tokyo Olympics and gymnastics. Simone Biles quit on her team. She quit on a team when they needed her, citing mental health issues. Now, the mainstream media, they are doing everything they can to protect her. They're calling it stunning. They call it brave. Guys, I can't remember a time we, when we actually celebrated somebody for quitting. But however, not everybody is necessarily praising Simone Biles for quitting on a team. And CNN is trying to call out these people that don't agree with the mainstream narrative that she is stunning and brave for quitting. And one of those people is actually Doug Gottlieb from Fox Sports. He came out and he gave his opinion on Simone Biles. And now CNN is trying to race bait his comments as well as several others. However, Doug Gottlieb is not having it with CNN and he's actually called them out for trying to race bait his comments on Simone Biles. Check this out, guys. Doug Gottlieb, CNN made my Simone Biles comments race based. And I'm not surprised by this because this is what CNN does. And it says here, Fox's Doug Gottlieb objected on Twitter to a CNN graphic that included him under the label of white male talking heads. So when you have a young black woman like Simone Biles, you have CNN labeling somebody like um, Doug Gottlieb as a white talking head. You know that they're insinuating that this is racist, his comments. Now, his comments weren't even racist at all. He was actually trying to make the, make the comparison to LeBron James, who is also black. So this doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but he did call out CNN. He said, Dear CNN, why would you label fair commentary on Simone Biles' white male talking hits? If you want to have me on, it isn't hard to reach out. But the labeling of my race makes my commentary some somehow race-based? Why would you do that? They're doing this because this is what CNN does. And the actual show from CNN is Newsday. Now, you may be thinking, I don't ever watch that. Well, guys, make no mistake about it. Nobody watches this show. This is a trash, garbage show. This is from Fox News here. CNN's New Day finishes July dead last in cable news from 6 a.m. through midnight among key demographic. New Day averaged only 84,000 viewers 
among the demographic coveted by advertisers because CNN puts out a lot of trash. That's that's exactly what they do. But check this out, guys. This is the clip here. And you can see right there, white male talking heads question courage of Simone Biles. Guys, I'm black and it wasn't courageous. But of course, you know, CNN is not going to call me out. And also Jason Whitlock eviscerated Simone Biles in the praise because she quit as well. Another black guy. But of course, you know, CNN cannot call him out because he's black. But this is what Doug Gottlieb actually had to say. And there was nothing wrong with this. So let's play this right here so you can hear for yourself. And you can see the label right there. White male talking heads question courage of Simone Biles. Here we go. If we're okay with Simone Biles saying, hey, couldn't go tonight, mental health. We can be okay if LeBron says the same thing. She's the greatest gymnast going. He's the greatest basketball player going. Why do we have sympathy for Simone Biles? But we wouldn't have sympathy or empathy for LeBron James. It's called double standard. Well, yeah, he's right. It is a double standard. Now, guys, if LeBron James pulled a Simone Biles, let's say that the Lakers are in a game seven NBA finals, for example, and they're going up against some team. LeBron James and um, the Lakers are down six minutes to go. They're down by, let's say, let's say they're down by 10 points. Okay. And LeBron goes into the huddle during the timeout. Say, guys, I'm just, I just don't have it. I'm not mentally there. You know what? I'm going to step away. I'm the best player. I know I'm the best player. I need to focus on my mental health. So you guys go out there and try to win a championship in game seven with six minutes left. What would the media be saying? LeBron James would not get that kind of pass. I know he wouldn't. We would be crushing him here. I'm pretty sure, you know, the rest of the mainstream media would also be crushing him as well. They're not going to give LeBron James a pass. Now, Simone Biles is getting a pass because, you know, she checks off more of the boxes, I believe, because she is a woman for the most part. And she is a black woman at that. You know, this is nothing more than the woke limit, woke Olympics, I should say, by CNN. Not actually talking about Tokyo Games, even though we know the Tokyo Games has been pretty woke as well. But I'm not surprised that CNN would actually do something like this. That was nothing wrong with what Doug Gottlieb actually had to say. And I'm somebody that doesn't necessarily agree with Doug, Doug Gottlieb a lot of the time. I really don't. But he was right on the money on this. It is a double standard. It is. But I believe a new precedent has been set. What if you had a black male athlete do the same thing? And actually, folks, what if you had a white male athlete doing the same thing? What would the media be saying? I don't believe that they would actually be defending the straight white male. There's there's no doubt about it. They would not be defending a straight white male if the roles were reversed. They wouldn't. So now out there, they're trying to demonize guys like Doug Gottlieb for saying, wait a minute, why are we giving her a pass when we wouldn't give LeBron James the same pass? And guys, check out what Jason Whitlock said. He had a whole opening segment on his podcast yesterday, also his YouTube channel. And I'm pretty sure that CNN is not going to call out 
Jason Whitlock. This is what CNN does, man. They race bait. They try to be extremely divisive. Everything is among racial lines. Nobody is tuning in to CNN. Brian Stelter's show is absolute garbage. Nobody's tuning in to that. The ratings are awful. Don Lamont, uh, Cuomo. Nobody listens to these these uh, stations or these uh, news news shows on CNN because it's all fake. It's all race based. And now they're trying to do the same thing and make make sports racially divisive, just like they have done with everything else. Nothing wrong whatsoever with Doug Gottlieb actually had to say. But what do you guys think of this? Doug Gottlieb calling out CNN uh, New Day. That's their show. I, I never even heard of the show, to tell you the truth. And there's a reason why, because I just showed you that ratings were dead last in the key demographic when it comes to advertisers. CNN is absolute garbage. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans. I'm not sure if you guys have actually heard about this, but this is kind of hilarious, you know, to actually talk about. I'm talking about Kyrie Irving, Nike, and the Marches NBA of China. Kyrie Irving is a Nike client. And Kyrie Irving has actually come out and blasted Nike, get this, folks, for releasing Kyrie Irving's shoe. Kyrie Irving has put Nike on blast. I don't think I've actually ever heard of an NBA player basically calling for uh, his fans not to buy a shoe. This is this is crazy right here. I've never heard this before, but we know that Kyrie Irving is a different type of guy. He beats to the tune of his own drum. He is a weird, weird guy, guys. I mean, he really, really is. But uh, he actually uh, posted on Twitter his response to the release of his shoe. And he's basically saying that uh, they did not release his shoe with his, um, not necessarily his permission, because Nike can kind of do that, but pretty much without his input. So let's jump over here. Let's check this out. On Yahoo Sports, the biggest detractor of Nike's new Kyrie Irving shoe is Kyrie Irving. (laughs) This is pretty funny, folks. It really is. Uh, It says here, any sneaker release these days is going to have its share of of detractors, but the person whose name is on the shoe would ideally not be one of them. But we're talking about Kyrie Irving, though. That doesn't appear to be the case with Nike's new Kyrie 8. A leaked picture of the new Kyrie Irving sneaker drew a blistering review from the Brooklyn Nets point guard himself on Instagram. Irving deemed deemed the new shoe to be trash (laughs) and claimed to have no hand in his design or marketing. But Kyrie Irving is going to be collecting a nice bit check from Nike because he has an $11 million deal with Nike. So let's check this out, guys. Kyrie Irving right here. I believe this is, his, no, this is from a uh, BR Kits. 
But you can see right here, Kyrie Irving says this. I have nothing to do with the design or marketing of the upcoming Kyrie 8. In my opinion, these are trash. Man, you cannot make this up. I have absolutely nothing to do with them. Nike plans to release it without my okay, regardless of what I say. So I apologize in advance to all of my sneakerheads and true supporters of the hashtag KAI11 brand. This is funny, guys. This is really, really funny. Is Kyrie Irving actually going to not wear these uh, shoes and games? I'm pretty sure if he doesn't, that'll probably end up being a breach of his contract. I don't know. Uh, but I find this to be wildly, wildly hilarious, guys. I really do. And also here, here is a picture of the shoes. This is the bottom part of the shoe here. That's the same one that I actually showed you guys uh, here. And uh, no, it's not. It's not. So um, my mistake. But uh, this is the the first shot of the sneakers here on Instagram right there. That's the bottom of the shoe. I don't really judge shoes by the bottom of the shoe. To tell you the truth, and plus I'm not wearing Nikes anyway. I don't support a company that is a a brand of and for China. That is the words of the Nike CEO. That is not my words. That is the CEO of Nike's words. Check out this Nets uh, shot here. I am not liking that right there. I'm not. And some of these people here on Instagram, uh, one person says, damn, on second thought, I got to agree. They they look trash. <laughs> that's not looking too good right there. OK, that's the back of the shoe. OK, logo logo is not that bad. Don't like the tongue of the shoe right there. Not liking it. That's the entire shoe. Mm, no, nah. I would not buy this shoe. I wouldn't buy the shoe, but I'm not buying anything Nike anyway. And seems like, uh, uh, some of Kyrie Irving's fans are in agreement. They said, no, these shoes are pretty much, pretty much trash. But man, I, honestly, guys, I would not be blasting my own shoe. You know, if I want people to, to buy it, maybe Kyrie Irving actually gets a kit back from Nike. So he's just doing his own self harm. Maybe this is just a bad business deal for Kyrie Irving, but I've never seen anybody blast their own shoe when it's about to get released. He's basically telling people not to buy his shoe. And I guess he really doesn't care. I mean, we all know Kyrie Irving is a very, very different guy, man, but I found this to be wildly, wildly hilarious guys. What do you guys think of Kyrie Irving's shoe? Yeah, they don't look that good to me, to tell you the truth, but I'm not going to be buying Nike anyway. But uh, do you agree that his shoes look like trash? This this is unbelievable, folks. This is pretty funny that he actually said, in my opinion, IMO, these shoes are trash. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. 
and I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. This has got to be undoubtedly the strangest Olympics I can ever remember. At this point, has anything positive come out of the Olympics at all? Because I can't seem to remember anything positive. We had Simone Biles quitting, just walking away, gets mentally tough, throwing up the deuce. Little interesting. Never really seen that from uh, elite athletes that, generally speaking, have unbelievable mental prowess when it comes to handling competition. Now, she just shot the deuce and walked away. Then we got, of course, Gwen Berry. We're anxiously anticipating what kind of protest she's going to do next. We got Team USA, uh, for lack of a better term, essing the bed. Uh, from losing in their first game. Of course, we know they're all a bunch of woke NBA players. And then we've got team, uh, the uh, U.S. women's soccer team dropping their first game after they kneeled prior to the game. And now we've got this strange incident because we got a German cycling coach dismissed from the Olympics after using a racial slur that was caught on a broadcast. Good God. This is crazy. A German cycling coach, and guys, I'm going to warn you right now, this whole article is full of names that nobody in Jesus' name is going to get right from sitting here in the U.S., okay? A German cycling coach has been dismissed from the Olympics this week after he was heard on TV broadcast using a racial slur to describe two African riders during the men's time trial. The German Olympic Sports Confederation, whoa, announced Thursday that cycling sports director Patrick Moster would be returning to Germany after he was caught on camera shouting a racial slur to describe Algeria's Lagab and Emmanuel, uh, we're not even going to try it, quote, we remain convinced that his public apology for the racist remarks he made yesterday is sincere. With this derailment, however, Mr. Moster violated the Olympic values. Fair play, respect, and tolerance are non-negotiable for Team D. DOSB President and Tokyo Delegation Leader uh, Afonso Harmon said in a statement, interesting, Monster 
54 was shouting at Germany's Nikias Arndt in a Wednesday race as he trailed the two riders. He repeated a racial slur directed at the two riders as he encouraged Arndt to catch up to them, which was heard on a live broadcast. I did go listen to it. I'm not going to play it on here because I don't want it to get copyrighted. German state public media reported. Moster later apologized, saying he was caught up in the heat of the moment, according to the outlet. Wow, okay. I think we've all been caught in the heat of a moment, but not, a, not enough to drop a big old fat racial slur. In the heat of the moment, with the overall burden that we have here at the moment, my choice of words was not appropriate, he said. I'm extremely sorry and can only offer my sincere apologies. I didn't want to offend anybody. Art took to Twitter after the event to distance himself from Monster following his remarks. I am appalled by the incidents at today's Olympic time trial and would like to distance myself. He literally come out and said, I'd like to distance myself. Clearly, from the statements of the sporting director, such words are not acceptable. A translation of the tweet read, Wow, the Olympics is a complete dumpster fire. Now we have a cycling director, as he's called, caught on camera, throwing out a racial slur. And guys, I don't really know what uh, his racial slur meant. It was, um, here it is, uh, I don't even want to repeat it because I don't know if I'm supposed to. I don't know how racist this is exactly. Um, but uh, it it does sound kind of racist, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know exactly what it means uh, where, from where he's coming from and to that country of origin. Uh, it doesn't exactly explain that. But all I know is the word camel is involved. And I don't, I don't imagine... That would be considered appropriate while trying to coach your rider to catch up to said country. Call me crazy, okay? I would guess this is the one of those odd times where somebody legitimately said something that was probably not a good idea to not only say, but say it and then get caught on an actual hot mic saying it. Bad idea. Now, look, I'm certainly not calling for the cancellation of this sports director. He came out and apologized. And in the old days, you could apologize if you made a mistake. And everybody could move on with life. I'm sure he will be canceled now until the end of days. Because that's what happens in occasions just like this. We know how this works now. He will probably never see the light of day ever again. Man, have you guys watched any of the Olympics? Because, guys, I'm telling you, I think I've seen maybe seven minutes of it. Maybe. Uh, I just am not drawn to it. I'm a, I, I gotta be honest, big Olympics fan. Generally speaking, every year, but when so many of our athletes just don't have pride in this country, I don't care to root for them. And now we got this racial incident happening. God almighty, this is crazy. Sports now. What's going on with it? Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. You guys can go over and it's on Fox News. And then you can click on the link to get to the actual tweet. Like I said, the word camel is involved. And my gut feeling is that's probably not appropriate to use. 
Uh, although I don't know exactly what kind of context he was trying to use. I, I don't know. It just, it does sound suspect. Let's put it that way. Peace. I'm out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. I promise you, before we even get into this article, there will be advertisers, and they probably won't name the advertisers in the article, that are having a fit because the Olympic ratings are a complete mess. I guarantee you there are advertisers of products that have gone completely woke, completely woke in the last year, off the deep end, have lost business from their social statements, and they're sitting back right now, literally having a fit over the Olympic ratings going down, and they're mad, and they're trying to figure out why. I promise you that they're that clueless that some of them are like, why are the ratings down? It's ridiculous. Let's get to this article. Guys, <laughs> I think this is hilarious. NBC's Tokyo Olympics coverage spurs advertiser anxiety as viewership continues to decline. Poetic justice. Peacock Network's costly event sheds 49% of its viewers <laughs> from 2016. NBC's primetime coverage of the Olymp Tokyo Olympics continued to spiral downward on Monday, averaging 14.7 million viewers for a 49% drop to the equivalent the night, the same night in 2016 Rio de Janeiro Games. Monday's telecast also shed 53% of its viewers from the coverage of the first night in primetime from the 2012 London Olympics. And the declines were even larger among the advertiser-coveted demographic of adults 18 to 49. It's hilarious. Variety senior TV editor Brian Steinberg wrote that the drop has spurred, quote, advertiser anxiety. Awesome. Which has been eased by the news that legendary American which hasn't been eased by the news that legendary American gymnast Simone Biles withdrew from team competition and fan favorite Naomi Osaka was eliminated from tennis medal competition. Oh, they're freaking out right now. Oh, I wonder, is Nike part of the advertisers? Because that would be freaking hilarious. Steinberg quoted a media-buying executive who said the early viewership, quote, clearly are not what NBC, our agency, or our clients were looking for from their costly investment. This executive said early viewership trends were, quote, disappointing, Steinberg wrote. The opening ceremony delayed a year because of COVID, the pandemic, drew 16.7 million viewers on NBC on Friday, the smallest audience for a network broadcast since the 1988 Seoul Games. NBC presumably hoped its multi-billion dollar investment would pick up as the games proceeded. 
But the primetime coverage on Saturday and Sunday was also disappointing. And he goes on to talk about things we talked about the other day in a video. A 56% drop from the London games and a 39% drop from the first week, uh, Saturday in 2016. The size of the declines from the previous Rio Olympics has unnerved advertisers who are believed to invested more than $1.2 billion in the sports extravaganza. Steinberg wrote, Little surprise then that NBCU and several media agencies has entered into discussions for, quote, make goods or ad inventory that is given to sponsors when a program fails to meet its viewership guarantees. And then it goes on to talk about the uh, wokeness in the Olympics, and it was something I covered in a video the other day. One of the uh, Fox primetime anchors destroyed the Olympics over having gone woke. Well, we know... Look, you guys aren't watching. We're not watching. I was a big Olympic viewer. I was. But nobody is tuning in to see athletes that's supposed to be representing the United States disrespecting the United States. We don't want to see that. We don't want to root for that. And in turn, the advertisers are not getting our eyeballs. A $1.2 billion dollar advertising investment and they're not getting near their payback and like i said i promise you there are some of these products and some of these ad- advertisers that are sitting back literally going what's happened i don't understand what's happened why are people view uh, stepping up and viewing they're in complete denial they're lunatics they're as big a lunatics as some of these athletes that are out there doing the protesting and what they're protesting on behalf of. It's ridiculous. But this is hilarious. Now NBC's got to step in. And we saw this uh, last year during the first couple of weeks of the NFL. The broadcast partners, like um, it was mainly NBC and CBS and some of those, ESPN, that had to do, quote-unquote, make good Uh, what they call make goods or make up by giving free advertising spots for more games because they were not getting the payoffs for the games they they, uh, paid out for. Uh, So they were having to do something to make up that viewership. And now they're already having to do it. Look, the Olympics in in the first weekend in the primetime slots, they're supposed to do really well. And they're way, way, way down. I love it. This is exactly what they all get. NBC, the woke athletes, and the woke advertisers losing money. Good. That, now you're feeling a little bit of it in your hip pocket. You go woke, you go broke. That is a thing. We're not supporting this crap. Good. Tell me what you think. The advertisers are having kittens right now. I think it's hilarious. I think this is funny. Uh, I would say maybe this will get their attention, but it probably won't. They'll just say, well, those people have a problem. You know how that goes. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... 
black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriance for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about Tim Tebow because the Jags are officially in camp. So as you can imagine, so is one Timothy Tebow. And today, uh, people got to see him in person. And there was an actual reaction and a good one to Tim Tebow, as you can imagine. Because locally down there, he is he's a hero. Let's be honest, okay? He's extremely popular. He moves jerseys. He, We said, hey, there was a business aspect to signing Tim Tebow. Without a shadow of a doubt, the cons understood. I'm sure when Urban Meyer came to him and said, hey, I want to give Tebow a chance, they immediately thought, cha-ching. Down in that area, Tim Tebow was going to move merchandise. And we did a video over on the main channel. Video did really well about how much merch Tim Tebow moved. He had the top five selling products in the NFL the week after he was signed. Very quickly, make sure you go over, check out Black and White Sports, the podcast. Odds are some of you may be listening on the podcast right now. Make sure you subscribe. All kinds of avenues to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google, Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox, Spotify. The list goes on and on and on. And we would like to say thank you to the thousands upon thousands of people that are now listening on podcast. It is awesome. This is from TMZ. Tim Tebow, huge cheers at Jaguars camp. The tight end flashing at practice. There is Tebow walking out on the field. Tim Tebow practiced for the first time in front of Jaguars fans on Thursday. And it's clear he's already a crowd favorite. And this is Tim Tebow. We'll flip over here to that good old Twitter. And that's Tim Tebow doing some drills there at camp. Good God, Tim Tebow has gotten massively jacked. He looks like a tight end now. And in case you're wondering what this picture is, and I don't think, uh, you, let me see if I can enlarge it any at all. A uh, little bit, a little bit. In case you're wondering what this picture is, this is going to be a picture, and I had to blow it up just to see it. This is Gardner Minshew. He's running, he's running the offense, and Tim Tebow ran a drag route underneath, and Tim Tebow hit him and took the ball, took off down the field. And there was a little bit. There is Tim Tebow right. uh, Where is he? Where is Tim Tebow? Right, right here. There's Tim Tebow. And I doubt you can hear the sound, but the crowd went absolutely nuts when Tebow came walking out. Right there with the 85 and the helmet on. Interesting that he's got the helmet on. I've noticed that a lot. Actually, um, unfortunately for Tebow, no matter what he thinks, he's going to draw attention. Tim Tebow practiced for the first time in front of Jags fans. Uh, Check out how the tight end was received when he walked on the field. We just looked at that. And we also checked out the Minshew to Tebow connection. The former NFL quarterback who looks jacked caught several passes during Thursday's workout and got in some special teams and blocking work as well. Of course, Tim Tebow's a long shot 
to make the opening day roster, given that he's never played tight end professionally and he's been out of football for years. But if Thursday's practice is any indication, Tim Tebow certainly looks like he belongs, showing, showing off a huge frame and obvious athleticism. Plus, it ain't like the Jags' tight end room is completely loaded. Yeah, to be honest with you, the Jags' tight end room in, in, is, is a dumpster fire, okay? Um, there, there's no real names on it, okay? There's no real names. Now, does that mean he's going to make the roster? I'm not so cer- certain about that, okay? I've said there was a lot of reasons why he was brought in. One, he takes pressure off of – he takes pressure and the limelight off of Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick. He also has a strong Christian faith. Uh, we know that's he's deep-rooted in that. Well, so is Trevor Lawrence, okay? So that's immediately somebody – Trevor Lawrence loves Tim Tebow already, okay? And the other thing, Tebow knows the offense. Tebow knows the offense that they're going to run, so he can sit there and act as somewhat of a mentor through training camp to Trevor Lawrence. Now, don't lose sight of the fact that the way the practice squads are set up now, it's almost like you can just call up a guy off the practice squad. Okay? In fact, that's exactly what it is. You can call up a couple of guys off the practice squad now. And uh, some have implied that there's a chance that Tim Tebow may make the team on the practice squad. And then it's going to keep Jaguar fans somewhat lubricated up, for lack of a better term, somewhat um, jazzed up with anticipation. Could Tebow be activated this weekend and actually see the field? And the Jaguars, there's been rumors they kind of like that. They kind of like the idea that there would be some juice going in every weekend wondering if Tim Tebow may actually get in the game if he's on the practice squad. It could happen. I've also said that there's a real chance that he is sort of an H-back. You know, he could be a fullback. He could do tight end. He could play special teams. He could be a jack-of-all-trade. Don't lose sight of the fact that they'll bring this guy in at goal line and he'll just run it straight up the gut. Okay, that that's that's a real possibility. It's a real possibility. Now he could make some running backs on the teams on the team furious over that, uh, and they've got a couple of good running backs. Travis Etienne's down there, and um, they also drafted a good running back last year that showed out pretty pretty impressive. Uh, I don't know. I still think it is somewhat of a long shot that Tim Tebow makes the team. But I'm not going to fool you. I'm rooting for Tim Tebow to make the team. Uh, We need more people with uh, Tim Tebow's value set in the NFL. We're going to need it, especially considering the path that the NFL could go down this year. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. 
They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're back here with another video, and we're going to be talking about the NFL and training camp and the jab. Now, this video is going to be a little bit different from the other videos we actually put out where we talked about players that have that have absolutely said, no, I'm not going to do it, you know, like Cole Beasley. Uh, this video is really about a particular player that was actually not a fan of the vaccine. But however, this particular player did end up getting vaccinated and he got vaccinated for only one reason. He said that the NFL pretty much forced his hand. And I'm talking about Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this because this is a pretty interesting take here. Tannehill NFL forced my hand on vaccination. The Tennessee Titans quarterback says he would not have gotten the COVID-19 vaccine if not for the stringent protocols implemented for the 2021 NFL season. Yeah, so the NFL is pretty much going to try to force the hand of players to get the vaccine. It seems like Tannehill just wants to be 100% free. He doesn't want to have any restrictions on him. Whereas guys like Cole Beasley, you know, he's pretty vocal. He says he's not getting it. He doesn't want to get it. And the restrictions are what they are. And every player's situation is pretty different. But it says here, Ryan Tannehill took one for the team. Before long, he will have he will have to take one more. The Tennessee Titans quarterback said that he would not, he did not intend to get vaccinated against COVID-19, but changed his plans last week when the NFL put in place a strict set of protocols for the 2021 season with regard to players who have not received the shot or shots to mitigate the effects of the virus that has spread throughout the world for more than one year. Quote, I wouldn't have gotten the vaccine. If not for the protocols, they're forcing on us, Tannehill said Wednesday following the Titans' first training camp practice. I'm currently in the process right now, so that's where it's at. I think the NFL kind of made kind of made it clear that they wanted it to happen, and if you don't fall in line, they're going to try to make your life kind of miserable with these protocols. And guys, I absolutely do believe that to be the case because we've already talked about the fines. One thing about the players, man, they love their money and the NFL is actually going to find players close to $15,000 for unvaccinated players that end up violating 
uh, COVID protocols. Uh, even mentions it here, the NFL updated its protocols Tuesday night with the notice that any player who, who refuses to submit to a COVID-19 test will be fined $50,000. Now that I did not know. That unvaccinated players must wear masks on the sideline during practices and games and that the waiting period for a vaccinated player to join a new team was shortened to two days. So, guys, if the player is not vaccinated, they're going to have to be on the sideline wearing a mask. You know what? That's going to put their medical information all out there, because when you're watching an NFL game now, if you see a player with a mask on, you know that he is not vaccinated. Now, guys, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't need anybody, any of the fans knowing my vaccination status just because I'm wearing a mask. I really don't like that. It says last week, the league office informed teams that players would be fined $14,650 for each and every violation of COVID protocols this season. Those protocols include strict social distancing rules within the team facility and doing road trips for those players who have not gotten the vaccine. However, guys, guess what? You're playing football. You can't social distance. It is close contact. That's just the way it is. You're playing other team. Guess what? They're going to have unvaccinated players as well. I believe these protocols are kind of a little bit over the top. Additionally, teams are, uh, are subject to forfeits that will cost players their game checks. And if, and if teams are unable to field a roster because of a COVID outbreak, I don't believe that's going to happen. The NFL is going to make their money because guess what? NFL fans buy tickets. And if NFL fans don't get to go to that game because of this, I believe there's going to be an uproar. Yeah, they'll probably get their money back. But however, they're going to be very upset that they didn't get to go to that game. Because think of this. How many games a year do you think the average fan goes to? I'm going to say probably one. And to lose it because of this, fans would be outraged. But Tannehill goes on. He says, quote, it is what it is. Tannehill, who wore a mask as mandated during Wednesday's workout, said, I love this game. I love this team. I want to be able to compete and do the things I think are important to build chemistry and win football games. So ultimately, that forced my hand to get the vaccination. The quarterback apparently was one of the last holdouts among the Titans. Now, it goes on. It talks about other stuff here, man. But man, this is kind of crazy, man. Think it is. Tannehill just gave in and basically bent the knee to the NFL because he didn't want to get the vaccine. Imagine this. Imagine, you know, a wide receiver or a running back. They get the ball. They run 70 yards for a touchdown in the game. They're going to run over to the sideline and have to put a mask on. Usually those guys need oxygen and they're going to have to wear a mask if they're unvaccinated. I don't like this, man. The NFL could, I believe, could have actually handled this a whole lot better. A whole lot better, man. And players like Tannehill, they just gave in. Some players, you know, they probably have given in. There's some players out there that probably haven't said anything. And they got the vaccine. And they're not actually coming out and saying, you know what? I really did not want to do this. No, I hope that they consulted with their doctors, you know, the team doctors before they made these decisions. But, um. I don't know, man. This is going to be one wild season, guys, but 
That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white live pans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.